I'm amazed I didn't volunteer to tell them about my chosen method of contraception and that I hate anchovies. I couldn't resist telling them that I'm a writer, although that is relevant, so I didn't feel bad about it. Told them I'd had a novel published a few years ago. I suppose I was hoping at least one of them might have heard of me, but they all looked blank, so I ploughed on. And now I do bits and pieces of freelance journalism, mostly for women's magazines. I play tennis and have a weakness for 80s music. Oh, this is hard, I simpered out loud, willing myself to shut up. Someone else go now, before I start telling you about that nasty yeast infection I had last month or the flying ants nesting behind my kitchen units. The others took their turns. There was Barbara, a retired dentist's assistant. Jane, a city worker in an expensive suit. Mary, a middle-aged woman with two grown-up sons. Kathy, who told us straight away that she was a lesbian. Mainly, I guessed, because she thought it would shock the more mainstream women who went before her. She had a glint in her eye that appealed to me, in a non-lesbian way, I hasten to add. Then came Brian. He kept scratching his head and colossal flakes of dandruff were frosting the shoulders of his leather jacket. The poor guy also had a slight stammer and the charming habit of rubbing his nose then wiping his hands on his trousers. He was really giving me the eye too. Oh, and he told us he writes fantasy novels. Oh, then it was the rebel's turn. His name was Alex, and he wasn't exactly forthcoming. I work for bookjungle.com, he said, selling other people's books and wishing I was writing my own, that's it. So, only six of them. But it might be fine. Jane was great, really sparky, I bet her writing's good, and the gay one, Kathy, seemed quite interesting. Alex acts like he's allergic to all of the other students, sitting as far away from the rest of them as possible and wrinkling his nose whenever they speak. No decent men, though. I must say, I did have a small fantasy about some gorgeous late thirties guy with devastatingly sharp prose and a wicked smile, whilst also being sensitive and modest. Alas... I fear that both my male students will be purveyors of the anti-wonderful school of writing. The blokes so often are. Throw in some tepid one-liners, or in Brian's case, 6,000 headless snark warriors, and they think they've got a bestseller on their hands. Poor, scrofulous Brian. He was probably christened poor Brian. Bless him. I'm sure he's a sweetheart, really, for all the ogling and acne. Not that Alex was much better. Thinks he's the dog's bollocks. He was ogling me too, but in that way men sometimes do. When they don't remotely fancy you, they just want you to fancy them. Anyway, I told them they had to keep journals, and that I wanted them to start by writing up a recent important conversation— Alex asked if I would look at what they'd written, so I said, no, it's private. You can write anything you like. You can even write about me if you want. It was a joke, but Alex jotted something in his notepad, eyebrows raised. You'd better not, the little bastard. By the time I'd talked them all through the wretched paperwork that the college requires, register, assessment forms, syllabus, etc., 
It was nearly time to go. The class ended on a bit of a downer for me with the question I'd been dreading ever since mentioning I was a writer. Mary asked me when the next book was coming out. Like some kind of production line. I couldn't bear to explain that I only got a one-book deal and they never renewed my contract. I know I'm going to have to admit it at some point when we get to talking about submissions to agents and so on, but for now... I just told her it was coming along slowly. That difficult second novel. (laughs) Clichéd, but true. Thursday. I feel so low this morning. I never realised it before, but the thing I hate most about being on my own is waking up alone. I miss Phil's body in bed with me. I miss him when I get up in the night for a drink of water.